the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. We are back from Memorial Day weekend. We took a day off. You did miss us, didn't you? I know you did. We're talking a little bit about what we did over that weekend, and we have some opinions on some women in the public eye, like Lana Del Rey and Amy Schumer and her new show. All of this, plus some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? No sex is happening now. Paula? It's like a little tickle on my pickle. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 468. Hello? Yeah, you cut out for a second. Oh, God, so did you. God damn it. Why are our Uggs... Maybe we're. Maybe our octaves have gotten higher. You know what? I sneezed the other day while I was talking to someone on the phone. And <laughs> after I'm done sneezing, I usually do... Achoo. And I do that at the end. I don't yeah. know how you sneeze. I do too, yes. And they're just like, what the hell was that? They're just like, that's <laughs> the, the most high-pitched sound I've ever heard. That's They're like, that's like Mariah Carey territory. I don't know if our octaves are, are getting higher or things are more sensitive. I'm not sure. Maybe we need my, new mics, which is very possible. Anyway, so I love the PBS cooking shows because they're old and they're actually way better than anything you'll find on Food Network. It's like old Mark. Like the old guy with the mustache that there's like, yeah, he's like seven feet tall and he used to. <laughs> the Cajun guy. Is that who he did? Cajun he wear overalls. He always had a, like a striped apron on, but he was always wearing like, you know, a button up shirt with a tie, but his sleeves were always rolled up. He always did like barbecue or something. Anyway, I so, don't know no. what he did. That would actually surprise yeah. me. I always expected like, you know, gourmet food. The, what well, was he called? The gourmet chef? Is that what he's called? Not that one, but there's Ming Tsai, Martha Stewart, Julia Child. I believe they're old, but they're so good because they're not like anything you see now. Everything's so reproduced. So they're just these people in these kitchens doing their thing. So the other day, there was a Martha Stewart Cooks with Julia Child, and it was from like 1997. Mm -hmm. So Julia Child was a relic already by then, because I think she died in like 2001 or something. Mm -hmm. But Martha Stewart was just a young chick back then. She had just become famous because of her very first cookbook on wedding cakes. So I'm watching Martha Stewart, who no one barely knows her name at this point, and she is hardcore Connecticut, accenty, very, very waspy. And she's mm-hmm. really, really young. Her voice is so high. Martha Stewart? Yeah. And it was really youthful. And she's like, oh, no, no, we shouldn't do it this way. And I'm like, she's practically talking English. She's so Connecticut. and Or Upper New York, you know, the Hampton-y, Hamptons woman. Now and she talks like, like freaking Deep Throat in uh, All the President's Men or something so like that. we're watching it and Daryl starts laughing. And I go, what? He goes, your mom looks like Martha Stewart. And I said, yeah, no shit. She's looked like Martha Stewart her whole damn life. I mean. Hey, Martha Stewart used to be a model just fyi she looks exactly like martha stewart and and even now because she wears her hair straight instead of curled like she used to she doesn't give herself perms anymore so she looks even more like martha stewart and Mm. so and i've told mom this a million times but anyway so we're watching i'm like god martha stewart's voice is so high and i go you know what it is she's not in menopause 
she's young. She's still having her period for God's sake. And this is what happens. I said, you know what? I've decided what my biggest fear is about getting older. I don't want to sound like Kathleen Turner. Well, then you're going to have to go on the hormones, (laughs) Jamie. (laughs) So I said, I don't want to be like, welcome to the ugly truth. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) That's when I'm a relic. And sounding like, I don't want that. I'll be like, um, good morning. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Good morning. I can't even do it. I have a pretty high voice. So I'm luckily I can't, but I'm so worried that it's going to be like, hello, everybody. Uh, It's going to be so old. Do you remember when Jamie had a normal, youthful voice? Now she sounds like an old man. I'm so worried. I can deal with anything else almost except for cancer, of course. But other than that, I don't (laughs) want. I don't want to have like an old man voice when I'm a lady. Are you starting to get like the wayward, like little patch of chin hairs or like chest hairs? I have the same chin hair I've had since I was 20. Wait, wait, wait. Same chin? You've had chin hair? I have one little hair that grows out of a mole that I have on my chin. And I have to pull it. Okay, one I can handle. Yeah. And I obsessively search for it every week to make sure I haven't forgotten, (laughs) quote unquote, about it, which we've discussed many times on this show. Search your chin, ladies. <laughs> I think when you've been with someone for a long time, like even though Victor and I aren't together, like if I'm sitting on the couch and he sees me rubbing my little beauty mark mole, which is it's literally between my lip and my nose, but off to the right. Yeah. I have a beauty mark mole right there. Yes. And if he just sees me rubbing it, I know he knows that I'm looking feeling for like the the stubble hair that Gross. comes out of there. It's like an eyelash. It's just so weird because yeah, it's like not a nor- it's not a normal hair. When I pull it out, I'm like, you literally belong in my eyelash line. <laughs> like, how did how did you get there? It's very strange. I don't have multiple chin hair, chin pubes or anything like that. But I'm also, you know, if I ever did, I'd get electrolysis immediately. I would not even fuck with it. But I've seen those women, like I've seen women like at our old church, Mm -hmm. like they have like a little, uh, like a little tuft of hair on their chest and I asked Ma- our mom about it, and she's like, well, maybe her husband likes it. I'm like, mom, no. that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. I can't imagine a husband just sitting there, you know, playing with his wife's chest hair. I'm like, even women don't. First no. of all, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that make the world go round. But I can tell you that if you didn't get married to someone who didn't have the chest hair initially, and then it just suddenly existed... There's no way in hell that Daryl will be like, you know what? I really like what's going on with your body as you get older. <laughs> like this, yeah, you have a even tough- though I, I insist that you completely wax downstairs to where you look like, you know, a hairless cat, <laughs> which you've got up here. Uh-huh. I kind of like it. I'm liking this tuft up here. This is really this is really a nice change. For I me. mean, it, it was once bald, but now it's got hair. That's that's kind of a reverse idea. I, I'm liking it. Yeah. I mean, I'm really enjoying that you look like a dolphin at your vagina level. But, but in chest- fact, when you cross your legs, it's like, yeah, really. It's like, oh, I love the blowhole here. But but the chest, you know, your the tuft of hair on your clavicle is so much thicker than mine. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I that's mm-hmm. never been said in a million years of men and women being together. Never. Ever. Like when I'm titty fucking you, it kind of lands on like a little bed of roses. It gives us traction, honey. <laughs> it's like a little tickle on my pickle. <laughs> Gross. Good lord. Oh my god, Paula. Do you know? Okay, so we took a we took a show off. We decided, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend and although right. we're all most of us are quarantining or being safe. 
and a lot of people were gonna do a lot of stuff this weekend camping whatever they whatever they thought they could get away with they were gonna do well i i couldn't find a fucking thing to do so no. so well i actually had a semi-eventful weekend nothing horrible but not the un not the norm so anyway on thursday we're totally renovating the backyard we're doing a ton of landscaping you know we're not paying anyone to do it so it's really you know our level of landscaping well, why should you you're a mexican i mean i'm and i'm really good you know daryl has told me twice how impressed he is with the yard work i did <laughs> he's like i can't believe how clean this is and i said well i mean come on it's just like why does why does this shock you i'm i'm literally my two genetic traits are cleaning and yard work i mean why if i could get me and my be? if i could get me and my other sisters over here we'd have it done before noon <laughs> 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 Probably. Anyway, at some point, Daryl and Daryl had a lot of work this weekend. And so they finally closed the office around noon on Friday. And I said, hey, let's have a cocktail. We haven't had a cocktail in like a week and a half. So he said, all right. So he made uh, these strawberry mint juleps. And mm. we drank. I had three. And that was way too many. <laughs> I didn't think three would be that much. But I think that with the heat and I hadn't had anything to eat or drink. And it just but became... I'm thirsty. I, and that's the problem when you have a cocktail that's icy cold, you glug it, and that's a very bad idea. So at some point, I recognized that I was hammered and started glugging Gatorade and drinking water. So I actually woke up in the morning and I was not hungover at all, which was nice. But anyway, and sometime in the night, I started my period and I was so oh, fun. Daryl wanted to have sex really bad. And I said, you know what? We can. But I'm just telling you right now, again, I, I don't think I can do it. And yeah, I said, right after, see, when I right start my period, I'm just like, get away. Well, I didn't like, know. I didn't know it was oh. going to start my period. So I woke up at like one in the morning and I had to pee really bad. So I peed, came back to bed. I thought I was just really aroused because we didn't have sex. Oh, God. <laughs> I woke up again at five to pee again because I had had so much Gatorade water. Did you have like blood all in your thighs? I sat down to pee and I saw a brown blood spot on the toilet. I went, what is this? And it was old. And I was like, oh shit. And I turned on the light. I looked down and I looked like I had been murdered. I was covered and I was like, dun, dun, dun. law and order SVU. So I'm sitting there going, okay, how am I going to finesse this? So Daryl doesn't see the sheets because I was really embarrassed. <laughs> and so after 22 years, you were embarrassed. Paula, come on. Of course I was. It'd be, I guess. So I said, okay, well, first and foremost, this, this requires a shower. I mean, I am absolutely a mess. So I jump in the shower and, you know, if you've ever had to do that where you're sick or a kid is sick or there's been some kind of incident in the early, early hours of the evening or the night and you have to shower, it is the most uh, unbalancing thing in the world. If you have to travel and get up at the crack of dawn and you decide to shower before you leave, there is nothing like 4.30 a.m. showers where you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, it's oh, so Oh, God. Awkward. It's so disorienting. It and is disorienting. Usually... Well, the only time I've ever had that, ha well, not the only time, but many times that that's happened, I'm usually showering with a friend and we're both just kind of like holding each other up and then someone's got a boner and you're just like, no, I can't, not you're again. Like, no, please. No more. No more. <laughs> no more. So, we don't have time. We're already late. So I, I'm in the shower, I'm cleaning up and everything's, you know, like, okay, fine. Suddenly I hear movement and I was like, oh, no. fuck. Well, what were you thinking? You know, he was going to hear it. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Actually, no, because he was really like sleeping really, really deep. 
So I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. So by the time I'm completely ready to get back into the situation and address the bed, I was going to just say softly, hey, you know, there's been an incident. You need to leave. <laughs> and of course, that would never work for him. He'd be like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, just get what out. You, mean? you know, he would be out of his mind, like upset. So by the time I came out, the bed had been completely remade. Oh, no. And he had everything had been all the evidence had been removed. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, when you got in the shower, I went, oh, she probably started a period. And then when I went to get up, I saw, you know, that someone had been basically murdered in our bed. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. The lion got the zebra. <laughs> it's like, we must burn the house down. So that was Friday. <laughs> so yay. God. Yay for us. And then I met my son's new girlfriend. Oh, that was on Sunday. That's a big deal. It well, I yeah. And the thing is, is that they haven't been dating that long. And he's like, "Mom, I want you to meet her." And I'm like, "Has it been like five or six months or no? no? No, no, no. He's known her. He knew her for years. They started dating like two months ago. Oh, okay. And he's like, "No, I want you to meet her." And I'm like, "Really, Tyler?" I'm like, "I'm not saying I don't want to meet her because I think she's going to be an asshole, but it's like." I didn't let anyone meet my significant others unless I knew, like, this was legit. You guys met, like, two boyfriends out of the many that I dated in my life. Maybe we're different, though. Like, maybe yeah. we're actually, like, okay parents. And so our kids, like, <laughs> want us to meet, like, who they're dating. It's not just kind of like, you know, you got one shot, <laughs> you know. I'm only bringing them around because I think you're going to be around. But, you know, right. the rest of you fools, never. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I turned to Daryl. I said, God, is this, is, what it's, is this what it's like when your kids like you and they want you to be a part of their lives and they want you to meet their, you know, people that they're dating? It's so strange to me. I Well, he wouldn't know. He married his first girlfriend. <laughs> Basically. Well, kind of, yeah. So there's a couple things about her. First of all, she's age appropriate. She's she's my son's age, which is oh, good. Which is good. And so I was like, all right, promising. So the big thing is she's vegan. <sighs> and she's been vegan like for 10 years. Now, I don't consider it a detriment at all because I have children who have done this. Mackenzie was vegetarian for 11 years. Tyler was a vegetarian for like five or six years, and now he's going back into it because of the girl's influence, which is fine. So we're pretty accustomed to dealing with this kind of lifestyle. It's no big deal. The thing with veganism that's really hard is the for me would be the dairy, like, mm -hmm. you know, cheese and stuff like that. Anyway, so I was uncomfortably anxious about it because Tyler wanted her to come over for dinner. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this, but I always feel bad when a vegetarian or a vegan come over because, because I have relatives who are vegetarian and sometimes vegan. I feel like all I do is give them vegetables. <laughs> like there's nothing of substance to give them because I don't do the fake meat stuff. And so it took me days to put a menu together that would be appropriate for someone who only partakes of vegan cuisine. And I'm not a person who understands how to cook for a vegan because I don't do it very often. Anyway, we did this big Mediterranean meal. We made I made hummus. I made this really cool Egyptian uh, bean thing, and it was delicious. We I of course made chicken, and there was some other grains and things like that. She thought everything was delicious, which was nice. I mean, I don't know if she was just being nice or not, but when she showed up, she had flowers for me. 
Oh, that was nice. Very sweet. And she's adorable. She is adorable. She's shorter than us. But Does she has so blonde cute. hair or brown no, hair? No, dark. She has brown hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's so cute. You know, she's super cute. And I'm not surprised. Tyler's adorable. So why mm-hmm. not? Anyway, it was a great meeting. And she's so smart. And she's so conversational and adult and she gives tyler crap which i absolutely love but she does adore him you can tell (laughs) she like absolutely adores him anyway super smart and i i approve super nice but my only thing is and i've said this a million times before it's like i hate meeting these people because if it doesn't last i don't know how to readjust my thinking you know because I just, I'm not one of those casual people who can just say, yes, welcome my, welcome into my home and forever you will be here until you screw up. And then they screw up. And I'm like, how do I eradicate these people from my house? Because I've welcomed them in. Like it's either- Jamie, you do that with men all the time. Oh, I don't let them in my house. <laughs> but I'm just saying with men, you're just like, all right, off, off with your head. Be well, gone. It's when it's my children. It's just weird. Well, you're just you're weird. still gonna have your kids. It's just these, you know, Klingons that just you know fall <laughs> off the planet, and then there there they go. Bye. I guess my point, and I t- I told this to uh, Mike Mackenzie once a while ago because she we we have literally met every boy that Mackenzie has dated in her life, and I said, you know, here's the thing, Ken's. I'm not saying I don't want to meet them because it's nice that you feel comfortable enough to introduce them to our lives, but I guess where I come from, when a child introduces a significant other to the parents that means something and maybe yeah. maybe culture has changed and it's not no, like that anymore i think that means they're they're a pretty special individual i would think but for me that means hey we might be on the track for something very serious and you know the thing is is my kids they're all in their early 20s i don't want them to introducing me to significant others cuz that means no you're you're too young for this but I think I'm the old, I'm I'm the relic. I don't think this is the way it goes anymore. <laughs> I think that everybody just meets everybody and we're just all this is the way it is. Uh, and I think that's the problem is that when I met this girl, I thought, oh, is this it? Is this the one? And, but I am I have such a wall up when it comes to meeting people that they deem special because I now I'm not sure. I'm like, are they special or are you guys just dating and this is just casual? Like I can't tell. So, well, I guess it depends. Like with Mackenzie, she's always super excited to introduce, you know, the person yeah. that she's dating because I think she always sees a future with whoever she's dating. Well, so, that's because she's a girl, don't we all? Right. So, you know, she always gets super excited to introduce whoever she is. And I look at you and I'm like, nah, you don't look that permanent to me. So, <laughs> and when I always tell Kenzie, she's like, what do you think? I'm like, no, not yeah. even close, you know. I'm what like, what was mean? his name? I'm like, what was his name again? I don't remember. Oh, you and mean the one with the, ch- the, the chin pubes on his chin? Yeah, I can tell never get rid of that shit, and I might take him, a, give him a second glance. When I'll say their name, she's like, "No, mom, it's this." I'm like, "I don't know, close enough. I can't remember." Then I give him nicknames like she dated someone. Once so I'm like, "Oh, the Hobbit." She's like, "Mom," I'm like, "Well, what? Is, he looks like a Hobbit. I can't help it." Uh, the woodsman. Anyway. When's the last time the woodsman's been to a dentist? His teeth are all fucked up. Doesn't he have insurance? I thought you said he belonged to a union. Exactly. (laughs) That'll be my sentiments when my kids are dating. Oh, God. Olivia, these things are important. You'll need (sighs) dental insurance. Your kids will need to go to the dentist every six months. What's he going to do? You know, go on on strike for three months because he needs better pay. Yeah, guess what? In three months, you're not getting paid shit. Get off your ass and go to work. (laughs) 
it's so hard to believe too, especially for you or anybody who has kids that are not of the adult could potentially would want to get married or move out and live with somebody phase is that you look at your sweet little face kids and you go, there's no way in a million years they're going to bring any whore or asshole to my house to introduce them to me where we're going to exchange macaroni and cheese and salad together. Oh, hell yes, you are. If you're a good parent, apparently they want to show you everybody <laughs> yeah i know i know i well and what's sad is is they won't even realize or recognize because they just don't know you know no. they're so young they just they, they can't tell that they're just dating a total slime yeah and the thing is too is if you tell them they will hate you and then they will stay with them out of spite oh i won't tell them i'll tell the other person i'll be oh. like look i know to, i know you're a total slime I can so, tell by your look. I've I've googled you. I know everything. I'd be like, about no, <laughs> I've da- I've dated people like you before. Yeah, I know. It's true. It's so true. And what I remember one time, I got in a real big fight with Kenzie over a boy. This wasn't even high school. This was like literally legit temporary romance. And she's like, "You just better get used to him because we're gonna be together forever. He's it for me." And I started laughing at her, and she got <laughs> even madder because <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm like I." I think we just need, I need to uh, disengage because this is going nowhere and I don't want you marrying this guy out of spite. So, uh, we're, we're, we're done here. <laughs> He's really it fun. for you. Really? Are you MFEO? <laughs> um, okay. So moving on, um, you wanted to talk about Lana Del Rey. Now I didn't realize you even knew who Lana Del Rey was. Mm-hmm. Everyone pretty much knows she's an artist. She's a singer and a songwriter apparently too. There was some kind of, this was like a week ago. There was some kind of backlash. She had written an Instagram or, or videoed herself talking. I, I'm not sure which. She's done all of the above now. Okay. So what was the initial infraction? Was it a post or a video? It was a post. It okay. was a print screen of something she had typed i guess and basically what she was saying is is that she was kind of resentful of the fact that it today's culture Mm -hmm. singers such as and she specifically named i don't even know who this is doja cat who is that she's new and she's okay i i actually it's it's very listenable it's not she's gonna be like a one-hit wonder but i mean i i she's not there she has several albums out now I believe she's from the UK. So she was resentful of the fact that people like Doja Cat, Ariana Grande, Camille Cabello, Cardi B, Kaylani, Nicki Minaj, and Beyonce. She named them specifically. Okay. That they have had number one hits for like the last 10 years and that most of the music is about, you know, taking off your clothes or, you know, being scantily clad or about sex, you know, about all of that stuff. Nothing like really rich in art per se what why was she why is she saying anything about this at all so basically what she's saying is you know i haven't had a hit in 10 years because i'm a different breed of woman she says i like to say that i am what i call a she says it's not that i'm against feminism because she feels like a lot of these women are very strong outspoken feminists Mm -hmm. you know who are proud to share their bodies and 
you know, um, we'll put it all out there where she says, it's not that I'm against feminism. It's just, I'm a different breed of feminist. You know, I'm a little bit of a, like a wallflower. I believe in dainty kind of beauty, you know, delicateness. She's she's just going to keep digging her hole. Okay. Right. And so she says, I'd like to think I'm more of like a third generation feminist, you know, that. What the fuck does that even mean? You dumb bitch. It does. I'm sorry. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. And so (laughs) the biggest deal that everyone has was is that she called out every person who is basically of color she did so they thought they took it to be racial it what what wasn't it well i, I mean, mean I, she may not think it was because in her mind she wasn't thinking of it but she absolutely was well and i i thought about it from that perspective and i tried to think about what white women who've had number one hits that were similar as far as putting it out there mm-hmm. um, have had number ones. And I honestly, I couldn't think of any Taylor Swift, Iggy Azalea. Okay. Taylor Swift, Keisha? She, she, but they don't, they don't put their bodies like out. Oh, like Taylor Swift absolutely does. She's just a tall, skinny white girl. Yeah, so it but she, look as, she, it doesn't look as, um, she, she sells the innocence factor though. She's not, she, she doesn't wear like bustiers putting her tits out. Oh, and, she absolutely does. She just doesn't have any, but that's what I'm saying is it's just it's like, it's different. You know, she doesn't wear lingerie like Ariana Grande does. Ariana Grande doesn't even have a body and she's like literally wearing next to nothing in her videos. Uh, and okay. well, I mean, I've seen Taylor Swift wearing bodysuits. I'm just saying that because Taylor Swift doesn't have what would be considered a voluptuous figure doesn't mm-hmm. mean that she doesn't put it out there. She's just not very good at being sexy, but she does absolutely do it. I was because I was thinking about that when you were talking about this. Lana Del Rey basically should just say, hey, I'm a fucking prude and I can't seem to get a number one hit unless I show my snatch. You know, and I'm pissed about it. So I think that's kind of what she was saying. And I think, and the, but the other thing I also think she failed to acknowledge is there's other female singers out there, like Lizzo, for example. Mm -hmm. She didn't mention her, and she's, and I said this in my mind, I'm all, she's huge right now. And I didn't mean to say that, (laughs) but But she is very, extremely popular right now. She more than puts it out there. Yeah. But she didn't mention her. And I'm like, right. is it because she's by definition or by your definition, not sexy? Ooh, and so what about what about, you know, who's actually killing it and is not sexual in that matter is Adele. Right. Adele is doing just fine and not showing. Her she cookie. sounded very fine. So and she would probably be more like a Lana Del Rey category. That's right absolutely is so delana del rey is wrong so she got huge backlash <laughs> from everyone saying you're a racist you're a... i don't think racist. her intent was to be racist i, I don't, don't think, think that's either. what it was at all i think she was just thinking of people who are in the spotlight like now but they do realize that sex sells or like you know showing off their sexy bodies it's also who they are it is well and it's probably are. empowering you yeah. know but Lana Del Rey needs to shut her fucking pie hole. If she does not like the fact that she can't make any money as an artist anymore, change your game or just be who you are and let it go. Because I don't want to hear you dissing other people. And by the way, this has happened to me my whole damn life, Paula. When you have big boobs and a big ass, people make fun of your shit and they think you're a whore all the time. She, it sounds to me like she's just lashing out. And by the way, someone probably said, hey, you know, you'd probably do better if you got some, you know, fake boobs or something or maybe get a filler or something she's got a new album coming out too so here's what so here's what's interesting about this situation first of all i remember when it reared its head a couple days ago and i'm like i don't even give a shit what lana del rey says so whatever plus i know what it's like for skinny white girls to be jealous or make fun of women who have boobs and butts because that's been my whole fucking life but 
she doubled down like an idiot. <laughs> She's on her third time about this. And then she even said, I hate to beat a dead horse. Because then she came out and made like a three minute video or something like that. Six, Paula. <laughs> Oh, six, six minutes. Okay, six so minutes. here's the only thing that I heard that could possibly make sense. There <laughs> is a rumor what? that she might be pregnant. So, oh no. So if she is, and and not just like barely pregnant, like hugely pregnant, like she's like in her third trimester. So if she is, <laughs> I just might be willing to forgive it. Agreed. Because. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're that big and hormonal yes. and you're like i haven't had a fucking hit in you know, <laughs> 10 years and i'm huge oh, and i God. see all these skinny bitches with their giant tits and big asses exactly. on television <laughs> and they're jealous of Cam- their flat can barely, she can barely sing a tune and she's out there flaunting her <laughs> skinny no ass exactly you know wailing around in uh, every piece of clothing that drowns her what is that a size six x yeah okay you're right there you go caveat that's the only thing i can think i haven't been able to confirm it but someone saw her in a picture and it looked like she had a pregnant belly and so her fans are just all flutter about the fact that she might be pregnant so if that's the case i could forgive all of this me too because you cannot sometimes control yourself when you are pregnant you it just is. can't stop. Mm-mm. You can't help yourself. And then you're continuing to do it over and over again. If she does, if she is pregnant, she has this baby. And a week after she has the baby, she's going to go scrolling through her Instagram. And she'll be like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? And, and she'll, she'll be like, ah! she'll, she'll delete cry. all of it. She'll be like, sorry. And then hormones. before you know it, there'll be a picture of her breastfeeding. And she'll be like, oh! this is all that matters now in the world. I have come her in her giant breasts. <laughs> God. And it all comes full circle. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so on an, on another subject of women, I have watched I believe 3 or 4 episodes of Amy Schumer can cook or Amy uh. Schumer, Amy Schumer learns to cook. So the premise of this is she's married to a, a her husband is a James Beard award-winning chef, which is actually a pretty big deal. Mhm. And the way they met long ago you know years ago was he was catering an event for her at her house a private event and they met because she knows his sister so one thing leads to another they get together they're married they have a little boy they are quarantining in martha's vineyard in a cabin that they have so it's him amy schumer their nanny and their son and that's it it's like a cabin too it's it's a nice cabin but it's very rustic what do they need a nanny for the nanny is now their camera person okay plus food network sent them two 4k cameras to set up in the kitchen to get multiple shots so that they could edit later it's very low technology they have these three cameras they have cardboard that they make their signs for what they're going to make next. Like, you know, now we're going to learn how to make pasta or whatever. And so it's very simple. The, the dishes are simple. This is stuff that you should be able to make with whatever you have in your house because it's quarantining. I was not um, optimistic. This, yeah, I was not optimistic about Thank you. I was not optimistic about it. I am very critical because I know that you're not a big fan of Amy Schumer right now. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make sure I was seeing this clear. First, she's dressed like a slob, no mm-hmm. makeup, hair in a ponytail, no shoes and socks on. You know, oh, and I, so I was disappointed in that appearance. 
because all I could see is when I'm watching it going, why could she not get even like a lip on or, you know, do her brows or maybe just wash the Was she even wearing a bra for fuck's sake? Yes, because she has big boobs now because she's had children. She has a a mother's body now. So she's not acting like she's tiny anymore. She's she looks like a mother. She's not gross, but no makeup and wearing stretchies and a long t-shirt. I'm like, really? Really? We're doing the PTA mom thing? Like, I was kind of disappointed. So he is really great and he's super sophisticated. She knows nothing about cooking and he gets frustrated with her. And all, but she's like, so my, her participation is this at the beginning of the show. He says, this is what we're going to make today. She said, okay. And I'm going to make the cocktail to go with all of this because she used to be a bartender at a very expensive Manhattan bar when she was up and coming doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So she started with an old fashioned and then she did some other wine sangria and that's her contribution and she's really good at it Mm -hmm. so she said now this this last cocktail she's like it's just chardonnay i love chardonnay it's my it's my best friend and so she opens up a bottle and pours a big old glug of it in a in a wine glass she's like i'm gonna call my best i'm gonna call one of my best friends to tell her about my favorite drink she calls jennifer lawrence is one of her good friends Mm. (laughs) which who i love and so she calls her and she's like, hi, Jennifer, what are you doing? She goes, well, I just woke up, Amy. What do you want? And she's like, oh, well, uh, guess what I'm drinking right now? She goes, oh, let me guess. Wine. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking Chardonnay, my favorite. She goes, yeah. She goes, white wine's for sluts, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny, actually. And so he said she had poured the Chardonnay and some cork got in there and he puts his giant mitts in her glass And she's like, what are you doing? He said, well, there's cork in your glass. She goes, it's not the first cork I've eaten, honey. It's all right. (laughs) You know, she's like, I've had many corks. So I'm watching this going, oh, this is like Paula. Paula would be like this. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So overall, I have to say, I give it out of five stars. I give it a four. Oh. I give her one off because she doesn't seem to want to put herself together. And I don't know if it's just a part of it or what, but it's like, I struggle with it. But other than that, she's hilarious. She's charming. She's very down to earth. And her husband annoys her, which is always fabulous to see. And he doesn't get annoyed with her at all, ever, because he doesn't care enough to, you know, play into it. Well, I guess he's he's just focused, probably. He's, well, he's on the spectrum, and I think that's why. And, you know, she'll sit there and she's like, do you think I should eat all of this? He's like, no, I don't think you should. That's a lot of pasta, Amy. Like, <laughs> he's very clear. <laughs> He's very straight with her. And she's like, I see. Well, you're not you're not supposed to say that. I'm like, well, he goes, well, you asked me. So that kind of stuff makes me laugh. But anyway, I recommend it for for me. I mean, I'll definitely keep watching it. Does she actually learn anything or no? No, she has oh, okay. no interest in learning. No. And she hates when he gets fancy. He goes, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of putting fennel in things. She goes, oh, here we go with the fennel. She's like, God, what is it with you and the fennel? He goes, well, it's a very herbaceous vegetable and it really brings a lot of flavor. And she's like, rah, rah, rah. what about carrots? What's wrong with those? You know? <laughs> so, you know, she's not very sophisticated. Well, obviously. A lot of people like that. <laughs> so it's really funny. She's not a foodie at all. But like the first episode reminded me of when we were kids and we would try to put shows on together, the four <laughs> <Yes>. of us. <laughs> That's literally what it was like watching. She's like, okay, here we are. Amy Schumer learns to cook. And he's like, and he says something. She goes, we said we're not going to do that. Wait, wait, can we start over? Hold on. Right. Hold on. Get out of my shot. 
And so and she's like, okay, wait a minute. This isn't going well. We need to start over. And okay, so, no, I'll introduce you and then you walk in. Exactly. Exactly. And then at some point he goes, he goes, you need to turn around. You're in my shot. And she goes, oh, excuse me, Martin Scorsese. You know, it's like, it was just super funny because I thought, God, it's like us trying to on the spot plan a show. It never worked I'm like, out. you do realize I have a knife in my hand, don't you? Oh, and that happened many times. And in fact, at one point he goes, okay, I want you to chop this stuff. He goes, and she grabs it. He goes, okay, Amy, that's an incredibly sharp knife. Please don't wield it around like that. <laughs> like, he gives her the dull knives because she's got to I'm a big bitch and I like to wield it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really there's a lot of funny stuff in it. So I, I think you should check it out. I think you wouldn't you would be pleasantly surprised by it, I think. Maybe. Yeah, but I guess I'll have to look. Yes, you should. Anyway. All right. Number one on the docket for the Sunday show is we're going to talk about Bo because we've been yes. putting this off and I want a, I want a story from beginning to end. He's still living. Yes. So I want the I want the tea when we come back on Sunday. But right now we need to do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. And we're going to do the Great Outdoors edition. Oh. So I have so many stories of camping that I wish I could forget. But here's two that I did not experience. These are other people's awkward moments. And so I thought I would share them with you. And you can tell me what you think if it's a boy or a girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we really know now, but I'll, I'll tell you what I, I was extremely exhausted after a really hard eight-day trip. Eight day, like travel or uh, camping. They were on their last two nights of the, this eight day trip. Who camps I, for eight days? Paula, I don't know. I, I when I read that, I said, "Well, this is this can't go well. It already hasn't gone well." I thought they were talking about like an eight day business trip, so they decided to go <laughs> camping. And I'm just like, no. "Oh, I, I guess if that floats your boat." But I went to sleep and I woke up in the night needing to pee. I was so tired that I decided to just pee out the back window of the tent. I didn't realize that I didn't actually get the window open and I peed all over the screen and it ran down and pooled in the bottom of the tent, soaking my sleeping bag. The next day, I had to try to explain my awkward experience. That sounds like a drunk story. They were too tired to go outside and pee, so they just unzipped the tent window and were going to pee out the window, which I didn't know you could do that, by the way. I don't have any tent well, don't they have like a mesh on yes it? that's that's what i thought if you were already unzipping something then just unzip the front door it's a man paula you know a man did that first of all no well, obviously a woman's not gonna press her button vagina against some <laughs> window to try and pee out of it that sounds terrible <laughs> a woman would never do that and besides yeah. a woman can't just open a door i mean she's gonna have to go and bring a stick and dig a hole somewhere and get a fucking flashlight and be like honey wake up i have to pee so oh come with me and you know there, there could be nothing- bears out there is just nothing worse too because the first night of camping and you wake up at three in the morning you have to pee and you're like i need to hold it I can't. I'm not going out there. Yeah. The Ten minutes later, it's just like, okay, I can't hold it. I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> where you're, you know, you're literally your liver hurts because you have to go be so bad. It's the worst. Oh god, I didn't even think about that. Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. I and I can't it. hold pee to save my. Life. I have. To, I have to go pee like every hour. I'm pretty sure I'm diabetic. I know. And so, I mean, the last time Daryl and I went camping, uh, it was only two nights. And the first night we went to sleep and I woke up at like two in the morning 
and I had to pee so bad. And I, and I was like laying there moving around. He goes, do you have to go to the bathroom? I'm like, I really do. He goes, well, do you want me to take you? I'm like, dude, I'm not going out there. And he's like, well, if you have to pee, I'm like, I'm going to hold it. And he's like, okay. And I, 10 minutes later, I gotta go. He's like, all right, I'll walk you out. I'm like, I'm afraid. He's like, you have to do it. And of course, it's like freezing out there. It's like 30 degrees and it's summer. I hate camping so much. And then if you don't pull your pants down far enough, then you pee in the base of them. And so you've just got like a puddle of pee in your pants. There's just so much about it I don't like. This one's actually really funny. When I was a kid, my parents were avid campers, but they camped in luxury. So they had RVs. That's my dad is deaf. Okay. But his dad's deaf? His dad is deaf. And each year, he and his many deaf friends get together with their RVs and go camping. One time, my dad and his friends built a campfire. They pulled up their chairs to uh, really close so they could see each other as they were signing by the light of the fire. Aww. I was a kid and I wanted a s'more. So someone gave me a stick with a marshmallow on it to roast it. I had never done this by myself. I stick the marshmallow in the flames and as you can imagine it was quickly engulfed into a ball of fire i had no idea how to put it out so my first reaction was to wave it wildly back and forth and up and down (laughs) almost immediately the flaming mellow flung off of the stick and smacked me right in the center of the forehead oh at least it got him it stuck to I know. Stuck to my head and the fiery molten goo starts to stream down my face. Everyone starts flipping out. My mom, who can hear, is screaming for help. LOL. (laughs) I had five adults trying to scrape the fiery goo off my face. The only other hearing person was another wife who was in her RV. Her deaf husband was standing in the doorway trying to figure out what was going on because he could not hear the screaming. She pushes past her husband, grabs a cooler full of ice water, runs across to the site, takes my head, and dunks me in the water. Smart thinking. I escaped with very minor burns and no scarring. The story is retold every year around the campfire in sign language. Oh, (laughs) no. And I hated it. But now as an adult, I wear my awkward story as a badge of honor. That is so cute. I know. Can you imagine? No. I thought he was going to say he flung it and like hit some old man in the nards or something (laughs) like that. Stuck to his little forehead. I mean, that's scary. First of all, he was like, thank God I didn't get scarred. There was no scars. So it takes the two women to figure it out. But you got like a a, a (laughs) circle jerk full of dudes that are just sitting there like, oh, what do we do? Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And, and don't pull, oh, we're deaf. That doesn't make a difference. You still it have doesn't. common sense. One would think. Well, okay, so those are very funny. I was just thinking about all of the camp. When I saw that camping experience, it reminded me of the time when I went camping at the beach with my boyfriend at the time. And it was like I was the only girl. We played volleyball on the beach. And I, because it was all boys and they're playing, you know how men are just so violent when they play sports. You know, it doesn't matter who's playing. If it's a volleyball, it will find my head. It did. And it, they somebody hit it over and I said, I got it like a moron. And I run no. towards the ball and I get pinged right in the face and I get literally get knocked out. I'm not even playing and I'll still be on the sidelines talking to someone and I'll get smacked in the back of the head. I was like flat on my back. I got my bell rung. I look up and everyone. Everyone's on the ground laughing. <laughs> Literally, Such everyone's on the ground assholes. laughing. I know. And then the the volleyball goes into the weeds, and it's full of stinging nettles. And so my entire arm gets covered in stinging nettles. 
the park ranger sees this and he goes rub some mud on it and so i rub mud on it i mean i was like i felt like goldie hahn in overboard i had no business being there none at all no one's looking out for my best interest no one's looking out for my care well, because they're you're the only girl i know and so that night of course you know my big fat ass boyfriend he's like hey baby and i'm like are you fucking kidding me that's never going to happen it's like well, what are you here for then no sex is happening now ever i don't think i had sex with him for like two weeks after that because i was like no i just couldn't do it the smells alone ugh, i just couldn't do it so it was the wow. worst. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I just, it, and that should, I think that was the beginning of the end of the relationship, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. It was terrible. Well, yeah, nothing will end a relationship like camping. Oh, God. <laughs> and you don't go camping at all, so you can't judge. It's because I haven't had anybody take me camping. Fine. Well, I hope you get to go camping so you can say, I really fucking hate camping. Because I want to go. I think it'd be a romantic thing to go camping with a boyfriend or something. Paula, I invited you to go camping with us last summer and you said, don't even ask me again. I said a romantic thing, Jamie. (laughs) Going camping with you and Daryl doesn't sound fun. Well, it isn't. (laughs) There's nothing fun about it. I mean, you know, it's pretty at night, but once you have to go to bed, it's scary. And it's just, yeah. Anyway, that's all I have. Yeah, so I think that's it. I uh, hope everybody, like uh, we said, had a good um, Memorial Day weekend, whatever that was like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Strange. I hope this stuff ends soon. I'm so tired of it. I think it's going to. You know, though, I've stopped going to the grocery store with masks and gloves. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. You uh, know, I wear a mask, but I don't wear gloves. I don't wear anything. I mean, I wear clothes, but I mean, I don't Thank wear. You. Thank you for your service. <laughs> but uh you know other than that i'm just like you know i i just i I do me and so just wash your hands at least when you get home you know of course i do it's not like i'm an animal i wash my hands constantly they're always dry because i'm always touching someone or something gross right can't go from a to b without stepping in poop or touching a child (laughs) or a dog or right a doorknob or something so mm. anyways continue to shop on amazon go to uglytruth.com click on the amazon button they've got lots of good stuff their shipping times are starting to turn back to normal so that's good news uh still no lysol wipes or paper towels or anything like that you know what i was thinking about the other day what? where did people get all this fucking money to buy all this shit you know what i mean like when this all this stuff uh, sold out i'm like well, what do you guys lift up the mattresses and go crazy <laughs> i mean I don't know. We still can't find a Lysol wipe to save our life. I read something that said if you want to get Clorox wipes or paper towels at like Target, you have to be there when they open because they restack at night. And then once they reopen, they're gone within the first hour. All right. I got got nothing. I'm done. All right. We're out. Peace out. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.